AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. We are live, 1158 here in the Kiva. Dr. William Summers, after a uh, leaf, uh, a brief hiatus uh, due to producer error. That was me uh, who didn't have his recorded show on last week. But we are here nonetheless for our post-Thanksgiving first week into Christmas here for the Dr. William Summers show. Number to call, 266-1600. That's 266-1600. Or you can text as well at 550 5500 with our host, Dr. William Summers. Good morning, Dr. Summers. Yeah, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. It's Stump the Doctor Day. That's fantastic. I love to get calls. There's That's how I learn things. People will uh, challenge me and it forces me to know more. Well, I think you know a lot. I think uh, in all of the time that we've been on the air, I think you've been stumped maybe twice, I want to say. Maybe, maybe three times if we're... If they, they would have gotten lucky, but you're always back to address those. And when you are stumped, you bring back the answer the next week. We've got a great show lined up for you folks. The uh, phones are live. Uh, I, I also forwarded my phone 550-5500 in the 505. And uh, of course, Dr. Summers is the owner, proprietor, and the product uh, developer of something called Memory Vitalizer and Life Imagined. You can pick it up here locally at all these local pharmacies, including Sharon Care in Belen. Duran's Central Pharmacy, Sam's Regent Pharmacy, Highland Pharmacy, Best Buy Pharmacy, Manol Pharmacy, Evergreen Herbal Market, that's in Rio Rancho, Moses Country Store in 4th, Village Apothecary in Cedar Crest. You, you can also go to Care Drug in Aztec, Sierra Blanca Pharmacy in Rio Doso, or online at memoryvitalizer.net, lifelink.com, or order direct for a special gift at 800 800- 606-0192. That's 800-606-0192. Dr. Summers always likes to kick it off with all his wisdom and quotes and quips to kick things off, Dr. Summers. Yeah, and I want to point out our website had been a little bit dysfunctional uh, most of last month. We've got that problem ironed out, so the website is available to order your revitalizer, and uh, there's great savings in larger numbers of bottles. And I do want to caution that in this inflationary times, when we reorder, doubtless we're going to have to raise the price for the first time in 20 years. I'm just hoping it won't be by much. Anyway, yes, uh, call in hour. Uh, but uh, we uh, want to first uh, approach the topic of uh, good old dementia Joe Biden and uh, the Democrat Party. And uh, there's a saying from William Shakespeare who once said, you speak an infinite deal of nothing from the Merchant of Venice. And I think that applies to Mr. Biden, that he speaks an infinite deal of nothing. That man, I just, uh, it's like somebody put his brain on a race. And another thing that I wanted to bring out concerning the never-ending COVID government alerts, the Fauciisms of this world, is a saying that goes, things just kept getting curiouser and curiouser, said Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And it seems like we live in Wonderland, you know? Absolutely. Things just keep getting curiouser and curiouser. Or let's go to that great philosopher of the last century, Will Rogers, who said that if America passes out as a great nation, we ought to put on our tombstone. America died from the delusion that she had moral and honest leadership. And that's a very serious matter. I mean, if you look at uh, the downfall of great empires like Rome, corruption in the Senate and uh, in the executive office of Rome was a major cause. Will Rogers also, in the late 30s, said Democrats are a sufficient reason to vote Republican. There you go. That's the one. I love that one, Dr. Summers. I was hoping you'd go back to that one. Well, folks, uh, remember, the purpose of this show is? The purpose of the show is to empower and educate you, the listener, so that you have knowledge about your body and things you can do at home to improve your health. But uh, I want to also point out that we need to stress that fear in these troubled times is a reaction. But courage is a choice. And we ask you to choose courage because this nation is in trouble. The phone lines are open. 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and call in. Uh, you can uh, text in at that very same number, 505-550-5500 or 266-1600. Uh, uh, Kieran, I know that you listen often. 
I just saw your email message uh, this morning. For those of you who are directly impacted, and uh, we had uh, Kieran call last night, says, hey, Eddie, sorry to bother you. What is Dr. Summer's office number? That's 878 878- Zero one nine two. That's eight seven eight zero one nine two, and uh, you know what you're calling about. So you guys can go ahead and uh, call uh, directly. And let's kick off the show as we wait for phone calls. And our brand new producer Eric's handling that. And if there's any trouble at all, uh, we're right here to go ahead and handle. It. Let's get a COVID nineteen update, Doctor Summers. Yeah, I want to start off with the rumor, which is probably true, that the fabulous uh, French Canadian singer Celine. Uh, Dion, uh, a personality from Vegas, incidentally, Eddie. Canada uh, originally, but she had yes. residence in Vegas. That's right. Yeah, uh, she has been fully vaccinated, and she has become paralyzed, and it's credited to the vaccines. They keep trying to cover up the side effects of these vaccines. You know, Eddie, there are over 200 different vaccines available to us today, and the three that we have for COVID-19 uh, give more side effects than all of the other 200 together. It's just, it's outrageous. There's something really long, wrong with the development of the COVID-19 vaccines. But I wanted to point out a nice story that came up in the Epoch Times from December 1st about an Illinois hospital that insisted on administering rather expensive rendezvous to a gentleman in their care which failed, and his life was uh, really at death's door when a relative got a court order against the hospital to allow an outside doctor to come into that hospital and simply give ivermectin, an oral pill, and that saved his life. But it took a court order to overcome the opposition from the hospital. Increasingly, I'm seeing out here in Albuquerque, that the protocols used in the government hospitals, that's to say the HMOs, almost send the message, we want you dead. I mean, uh, for example, if one writes a prescription for hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, they now refuse to acknowledge that prescription at almost all pharmacies unless you attach a diagnosis. But if you attach the diagnostic code, for COVID-19, they will refuse to fill it. Right. Now, what kind of message is that? It says, hey, we want you dead. Shouldn't it violate the Hippoc- Hippocratic Oath? Uh, uh, I write it because it would be a violation of Hippocratic Oath to not try to assist the patient. And speaking of uh, HIPAA or you know disclosures, uh, do you as a doctor have to disclose what you're using it for for anything else? Or they are just when you're trying to get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, you have to prescribe what it's for. I'm, I'm assuming that. And if, I will give them a diagnosis since they insist, but it'll be a diagnosis that will allow them to issue the medicine to the patient. But you don't have to do that for other prescriptions, right? You just Not write out what it is. Not this at is all. the only one if you're trying to get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Again, the message is your government wants you dead. But speaking of uh, Hippocrates, I want to quote him. Cure sometimes, treat often, comfort always. Comfort always. That's our first order of business in medicine. And yet, over this COVID uh, so-called pandemic, I've had patients report to me that the uh, uh, urgent cares won't even see them unless they've been vaccinated. And uh, you know, stuff like that. It's just uh, it's an, it's incredible. It's mind-boggling to me. Well, taste and smell uh, going out is part of the COVID sim- uh, symptom complex. Not everyone who gets COVID loses taste and smell. But for those who do, I need to say it will come back. Now, it may take as much as six months for your taste and smell to come back. But you should celebrate because when taste and smell is out, everything tastes like cardboard. So you're going to lose weight. Isn't that wonderful? All you ladies should love that particular feature. (laughs) But if you really want your taste and smell back, you can take various types of essential oils, such as vanilla, lavender, eucalyptus, tea tree oil, peppermint, even clary sage, and you can get those essential oils and you can leave them in a little uh, odor uh, pouch or something like that, sniff them, and retrain 
your uh, nose and uh, your mouth to bring back the taste and smell sensitivities and help the healing process. So that's a little clue to, to deal with there. But back on to some more stuff about... Yeah, let me, let me stop you. I got uh, some information on Celine Dion. Uh, this was the Celine Dion. Uh, Dr. Summers just gave some startling information. Celine Dion is the latest celebrity entering, uh, centered in a COVID-19 vaccine rumor. She, celebrities are being accused of not getting it. She got it and paralyzed because of it. She has massive muscle spasms where exactly. she can't walk and move. Um, but they anticipate that she will return, I guess, in the spring. Based upon that, will do, do you think that she'll be able to respond? She's in residence at uh, Resorts World in Las Vegas. I hope she can recover, but I think that the uh, road to recovery is through things like herbs and vitamins, not through trying to add further pharmaceuticals. Well, we got a new book from Peter Navarro. He is oftentimes on Real America's Network News, which is pretty awesome. By the way, the phone lines are open. 505-550-5500. It's called In Trump Time. Dr. Summers, have you read this? I have not read it. My friend Jim Driscoll, who lives in Las Vegas and has written two books about uh, Herr Dr. Fauci, uh, both of which are quite critical of Dr. Fauci, dating back to the days of the AIDS crisis of the 80s and 90s. But uh, Peter Navarro's uh, picked up the curmudgeon and carrying it forward in his uh, book, In Trump Time. And uh, he was working in the Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy. What did that mean in real terms? That meant that every, uh, what, every month we added 300 or 400,000 jobs to the economy. Yeah. And now with Joe Biden, we can barely squeeze out a, a couple hundred thousand. Right? Well, and in fact, and this is supposed to be robust recovery or whatever it's supposed to be, uh, they were anticipating at least 500,000. He has failed in every single quarter to meet the market with the exception, or excuse me, every month with the exception of one this year, the forecast. He has not met he has not met the spread, just just to let you know. I think Democrats in general cannot run an economy. You know, going back to uh, the great Will Rogers, uh, his uh, comment on Democrats are sufficient reason to vote Republican, that was made in 1938 after eight years, or actually six years, of uh, Franklin Roosevelt's failure to recover the economy. As a matter of fact, the uh, recovery from the Great Depression, Eddie, was due to Adolf Hitler. We had to fight somebody. <laughs> you got to you know, fight your way uh, against the Nazis and uh, against the Depression. You know, yesterday I played the uh, Nazi Smasher by Ronald Reagan. Oh, had you really? seen that scene from his 1942 movie? No. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I'll, maybe I'll, we'll get it to you. Yeah, I've got uh, a book time. written by Ronald Reagan about his dad. It was uh, oh, really? my stack to read. Okay. But uh, anyway, Peter Navarro's uh, purpose of his book is to get Fauci fired and put in jail and to hold uh, communist China accountable for the uh, Wuhan virus. Uh, he doesn't make any bones about it. In fact, he did a very nice interview in Epoch Times, I believe. But uh, he says, if you don't think Fauci belongs in jail after reading my book, I'll double your money back. That's a pretty strong statement yeah. from this guy. Uh, but uh, he points out that Fauci opposed Trump's China travel ban, mm -hmm. was wonderfully timed, and uh, we would have had a lot more problems had Trump not banned travel, travel from China. He also notes that uh, Fauci covered up the uh, source of the virus in Wuhan. Yep. And uh, also he covered up the fact that he was very intimately involved in the gain-of-function research in the Wuhan uh, you know, Viral Institute. And Rand Fauci Paul is, knew about this and covered it up, and it was, it's evident in his emails. Yeah, Rand Paul's done a tremendous job of exposing that uh, as well, his responsibility and all of that. And then on top of that, we had a national store of 50 million doses of hydroxychloroquine, and Fauci was involved in blocking the release of that so that we could save lives. And he also was opposed to the use, and still is opposed to the use of ivermectin. 
Incidentally, Pfizer Mectin will be coming out in rapid time here. Pfizer <laughs> <laughs> Mectin is nothing more than Ivermectin modified enough to give them a patent and make it an expensive treatment. As opposed to pennies, it'll be thousands of dollars. But at any rate, uh, Navarro clearly uh, targets Fauci, and uh, apparently the book is basically a uh, prosecuting attorney's brief on why Fauci should be in jail. Um, we wish him luck with the uh, with the book. A little bit earlier, this uh, and I, this is what I wanted to bring to you, uh, Doctor Summers is. A little bit early in the broadcast uh, this morning when we were doing the uh, live show with Rebecca, and she had a 25-year Delta airline pilot, and he's, you know, well-versed. Obviously, he knows how to fly the Delta planes, and he didn't want to get the jab or the, the vaccination. Because of that, uh, he was relieved of his duties. Now, <clears throat> he said that's not the interesting part, surprisingly. The, the, the surprising part is the fact that he stated that he would not ride a commercial aircraft. And the reason why he stated is because they are forcing vaccinations on the pilots. And he sort of went to the number of vaccine injuries that have been happening. And, of course, we've seen the sudden Which they're covering breakdown. up and yeah. not really reporting very well through the CDC. But he referenced and agreed with the pericarditis, myocarditis, the sudden myocardial infarctions that could be created, you know, from launch to touchdown. It's a lot of stress. You're in a highly pressurized cabin. But when you have a pilot who has successfully flown for 25 hours, I mean 25 years, and he states emphatically, really emphatically that he would not ride a single commercial jetliner if both of the pilots were uh vaccine or you know vaccinated because yeah. they could fail they could fail yeah even though it hasn't happened what are your thoughts on that i think that just speaks maybe more volumes than anything i think it's a percentage game and i think that uh when you fail from myocarditis sudden death is part of that failure uh again um I point to a couple of people that I knew well, both of uh, whom had the vaccine and died, probably of a myocarditis with a cardiac arrhythmia and sudden death. I think that uh, this needs to be exposed, and I think they need to actually start reporting the real numbers and connecting the dots, not just writing it off. Well, this person died of a you know, heart attack. They were going to die anyway. No. If they were vaccinated within two weeks of when that heart attack occurred, I think they need to index those cases and start doing legitimate research. On Could you it. give me an estimate of what you think those real numbers might be, could be? Probably, uh, you know, it, it's really very hard to tell. Even if it's one in a thousand deaths related to a vaccine, it's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Um, the annual flu vaccine is probably one uh, serious complication out of uh, 20 or 30,000. So even one in a thousand is unacceptable numbers. In fact, I saw a naval uh, physician who actually had access to the numbers, and it was appalling the way she laid it out. Uh, she quite simply said any other vaccine that came close to the side effects of these uh, were automatically withdrawn and not used on servicemen. Two other pieces I have to ask you about, and just since it kind of all falls in with Peter Navarro uh, and COVID-19, is the fact that um, we have seen military, uh, I think 8,100 in the Marines, who said that they will not be a part of uh, the uh, vaccine. I mean, they've got to know something that we don't, and they're willing to go ahead and get hazed, being demoted, and then relegated and then fired ultimately for not taking the vaccine. I imagine these people who are on the front lines of the military ought to know something. And then, of course, you got the frontline uh, healthcare workers. Exactly. They, they themselves have decided not to go ahead and get vaxxed, and now we've found that it is unconstitutional to fire them from their jobs uh, as well. I like to, the, uh, governor, the governor of Oklahoma has now sued the administration uh, for forcing the National Guard of Oklahoma to get vaxxed and say that that compromises their ability to defend their state. Wow. That is something. 
Yeah, well, and then the ailments that come with uh, perhaps uh, the, the side effects. So, you know, I think as we look down uh, the barrel of going the hate, we're not even in winter yet, folks. I mean, we're in full until December the 21st, as you know. So we're going to go all the way to the beginning or the middle to the beginning of uh, March, and things have already started to shut down. You saw, of course, this week what happened in Germany and the big protests and the pushback there. The Chancellor of Austria uh, resigning after the uh, mandates. When do we push back? What's our pain? What's our pressure point here in I New think Mexico? That, I think people are rising up. Uh, and we see it in Texas. We see it in Oklahoma. In the red states, they're rising up. And the administration can't enforce these vaccines, nor can they give any scientific evidence as to why the mass vaccines are necessary. And, of course, then they scare us with all of the latest brand-new renditions. What is this latest African rendition? It is the uh, Omicron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're talking about the new variant, the new the, strain. Yeah, the new uh, no, variant. Gonna, yeah, we got to finally get to the communist variant. Yeah, yeah. I guess We've got so. the Christmas variant uh, that's uh, going to be coming in. Uh, as well. And the thing is, it's following true to course of almost all viral diseases. With new every new variant, it becomes less and less virulent. But they're trying to scare up, scare over a less virulent uh, form of the disease with uh, the origami version, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have uh, every single one. They did skip uh, Z, XI, and I forget the other one. But uh, Well, Z might imply the leader of China. Yeah, I think that's what they were <laughs> afraid of. As always, want to get into our health hacks. We are live, folks. 550-5500 or 266-1600. Uh, any phone calls? Oh, we got four phone calls. Hit them. You got to let us know there, producer. You got to stay on top of that. Uh, Caller, you're in the Kiva for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Oh, hi, guys. Yeah, uh, speaking of Real America's Voice, I, I saw they're going to have a program, I think next Tuesday, 4 o'clock our time, about some doctors, whistleblowers, about, I think it's the Regeneron. Um, they're saying that uh, it causes uh, renal failure, uh, organ failures, and septic shock. And I think that's the thing that is all about for uh, injections now if you get into the hospital. Do you know anything about that? I think it's Regeneron. Yeah, Regeneron is the one that allegedly Dr. Fauci has a patent interest in that costs uh, two or $3,000 IV, and the uh, thing was approved because it reduces your time in hospital by several hours. That seems like a pretty high price when you could just take some ivermectin and avoid the hospital altogether. Or at least that would be my strategy. Uh, but uh, renal shutdown is something I've heard about with Regeneron. General organ failure, I'm not sure what that entails. Would that be liver? Would that be cardiac? Would that be brain failure? Stroke, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, certainly Regeneron is much higher risk of side effect, apparently, than ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Caller, you are in the Kiva for Dr. William Summers. Go ahead. That's you, Caller. Going once. Good afternoon. Thank you for waiting. I appreciate the hold. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, we are. Oh, boy. Hold on. We're, we're <laughs> I love these questions. Those Caller, are so you're in the Kiva for answer. Dr. Summers. Go ahead. <laughs> is this me? That yes. is you. There you go. Go ahead. Hi. Are you, are you saying that? Nobody should get the vaccination uh, regardless. No, I'm. thank you for uh, asking for clarification. Thank you for that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think that the vaccinations should probably be reserved for the people at highest risk. For example, folks in nursing homes and people with uh, serious debilitating illnesses that have not had the illness. Now, for people who have had COVID-19, I recommend against they have natural immunity. And that natural immunity does not need to be re-upped every month or two the way the vaccines apparently need to be. I hope that answers, sir. Yes, and I have one other comment. I do a lot with statistics, and you know that the states are hiding things when they won't release um both hospitalization and death information that also includes 
when the person was vaccinated, when they had their second vaccination, if any, the third vaccination, uh, if any, and uh, whether the hospitalizations and deaths were broken out by people that were not vaccinated because you can't draw conclusions on anything with incomplete data. Yeah, the data has been uh, tampered with, I think is the best way to put it. Thank you. Okay, thanks for your call, sir, and thank you for listening. Caller, you're in the queue for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Yeah, a quick question about the bone-on-bone joint pain for Dr. Summers. Um, apparently, I have been in my right wrist, and it's uh, been treated by an orthopedic surgeon with steroid use, like every so often. And now he wants to do like some sort of bone effusion surgery, which I'm not too crazy about. Do you have any recommendation on what could relieve bone-on-bone joint pain in the wrist area? I generally try to stay away from injecting steroids into joints because steroids tend to melt bone and set things up for a later surgery. So by and large, what I'll do is use very potent anti-inflammatories. I have a thing uh, which I call Bill's Lotion, named after a pharmacist, Bill Long from Rio Doso, uh, where we put together several components that were anti-inflammatory and anti-pain. And what we would do is mix herbs with prescription medications Uh, For example, we would use frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense is a very powerful um, anti-inflammatory, whereas myrrh actually is very powerful against pain. Uh, And then we would go ahead and mix that with ketoprofen, which is a very powerful prescription anti-inflammatory, and ketamine, which is a very powerful anti-pain prescription. When you put all of that together, you get the big bang. And if you use it twice a day, we find that a person with a good diet and a modicum of uh, exercise can oftentimes get these pain syndromes under control and avoid surgery if they're consistent. Oh, I have to make my answers shorter. Thank you for your call, sir. Okay, and you get that from your practice? Yeah, it's prescription because of the components. and. It is a compounded uh, thing. And it's all topical. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you, doctor. Yeah, thank uh, you for uh, listening. Sir. Hello, doctor. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, my daughter got uh, the, the COVID uh, positive today, and then I and they were suggesting the monoclonal uh, antibody treatment, and I was wondering if that thing has the, uh, the spike protein in it. The monoclonal um, treatment actually is probably the safest and most effective of these in uh, institute treatments. You have to generally either go to an infusion center or an urgent care or even in the hospital or dancing on the edge of the hospital at the emergency room to get the monoclonal infusion. And those, uh, my understanding, are with minimal side effects and great benefit. Um, So I, I absolutely support those. But... Uh, The the trick with treating COVID is early intervention. In my practice, the first thing I do is use an herbal antiseptic called oil of oregano. And it's not the oil of oregano that uh, is put out in the generic form. Uh, That's pretty good for on-the-skin type problems with infections. But for the uh, stuff you put in your mouth, we almost always like to use North American herbs product as being something not so noxious that you can't uh, use it. And it's extremely effective. In fact, we had a couple of brothers who uh, have a very famous Italian name that are into mountain bikes. And they went to a mountain bike rally and got the COVID and uh, two of them and their wife all self-treated their COVID strictly with oil of oregano under the tongue. Uh, and their name, I'm going to give it out because it's such a great name, Ferrari. Now, I must say, I just giggled when I met these guys and was delighted to find out that none of them had actually driven a Ferrari. <laughs> it just had the great name. Anyway, I hope that helps, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a- yes, we got a few more callers. I love calls. 
Hello? Hello, yeah. This is Call Dr. Summers. Call your Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Yeah, who am I talking uh, to? Hi, this is Emmy. I'm sorry, Emmy? Emmy, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, hi, Emmy. How can I help you? Well, a couple of weeks ago I listened to you and you talked about a test for antibodies that you could get at Walgreens or something like that. Uh uh, are those sent to a lab, or is it just done, you know, with with the kit itself? You know, I don't know the detail of that. I know that the one looking for the antigen, in other words, actually looking for the virus, those right. their accuracy has come up a great deal in the past year, year and a half. The antibody tests, I generally send people to labs where they draw the blood, now, in terms of after you've had the disease, I usually say you got to give about three to four weeks to get a full complement of antibodies that can be measured in the blood. Now, once you've actually had the disease, the numbers look pretty good. For example, there was a paper that was published in 2003 looking at people who survived the 1918 flu. And they found that those people still have antibodies against the 1918 flu 90 years later. That's pretty good coverage. Wow. Also, our first experience with COVID was in the year 2003, 17 years ago, 18 years ago. And the Israelis studied that. And they found 17 years later, people who had the first version of COVID still have antibodies to it. So if you can get the actual disease and develop an immunity, it is much more lasting, apparently, than any of these vaccines. Hmm. I hope well, that I, helps I think I, had, I think I had it last year, my husband and I. Then what you would want to do is go to one of the labs and have them draw a blood sample and look for the antibody to the COVID-19. Antibody. Okay, do I have to have a doctor's order for that? that or usually, so? yes, that requires a doctor's order. Okay, and... Uh, you know, so much is going on. I don't know that I trust our medical system or, or it's, it, I'm sorry, it's, it's awful not, not to feel confident in your doctor and your medical system. You know, I wonder if maybe I'm going to have a test and they're going to give a result that I do isn't, think that the quality so. of medicine has suffered under government medicine, that is to say HMO medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I thank you, and I listen to you guys often as I can. Thank you so much. Thank Your you information so much, is Amy. Great. Thank you for calling in. Okay, we have another caller, I hope. Yes, you do. Okay, fire away, I, caller. I, Stump the doctor. Uh, dazzle me, I'll, dazzle me. I'll, I'll try to dazzle you. All right, as uh, they my say. Name, my beep. name is Eugene to start with, so you'll know who I am. Okay? I'm sorry, say again. Eugene is my name. Oh, thank okay. you. Okay, and now, I was uh, diagnosed with the COVID in early March. The doctors at the, at the hospital said there was nothing they could do for me, and they just sent me back home. They said I had a mild case. I'm going so to gov- guess that that was government medicine? It, in other words, an a, HMO? It was at a no, no, it was not. I, I went in, just walked in. I am a veteran, but I didn't go to the VA hospital. I no, I don't mean no. Government medicine means HMO means Presbyterian. It means Loveless. Yeah. Those are government outlets. And yeah, they, so and, I did, and yeah. Anyway, they told me that there was nothing they could do for me or give to me at that point. And that I was March of twenty twenty one. I started, yes, and this is in this year. Yeah, this is... March of this year. Yeah, this is very sad, and uh, this is, again, a result of government medicine and sends a really shocking uh, message of, uh, we wish you dead, in my opinion. Right. And the thing is, is that these government entities, the HMOs, the Lovelaces, the uh, Presbyterians, the decision-maker has an MBA, master in business administration their ethics their ethics are wait a minute there is none on the other hand (laughs) if they had an md they have to have certain ethics that come with the profession and my grandfather i'm a third generation physician 
in my grandfather's okay. day, if you were a hospital administrator, you had an MD. And that protected the patient because there were certain things we couldn't do ethically as physicians. What you just described to me sort of violates the whole Hippocratic principle of always at least offer comfort. But uh, actively withholding treatment, that's something that happens when an MBA is running the show. Okay, well, I went home and I started pounding the vitamin C, the vitamin B12, and doing the the iron and everything, zinc, everything I could find. Uh, Two days later, I broke my fever. But today, here we are, you know, 10 months later, I've still got some of the symptoms left over from it, like the sputum that comes out of your, out of your uh, bronchial tubes. I keep getting having problems with that. And I've never pounded the vitamins before in my life until, the, until I started this. And uh, the recovery has been slow. It's, it's sad you couldn't get some early intervention with ivermectin. But I will say I that... Get, I did get a doctor to give me ivermectin about... Two and a half months ago, just one one dose, and uh, it it just you know it didn't seem to do any good. Yeah, again, uh, ivermectin works by interfering with the replication of the virus. At this point, months later, the virus has had its way with you. It's passed right. through your system and on into the world. So uh, we're definitely shutting the barn door after the cows are out in the meadow. What I would suggest is you try to build yourself up with alternative health. I would say go down to Moses Country Health Store and talk to them about uh, some products that can bring your strength back and help you recover more rapidly. I hope. Well, my strength is fine. My, my, I have come back to a hundred percent. I'm working all the time, but the fact is, is I still just have that one symptom. You know, I feel great. And I've been. I, I went out and bought myself a good thermometer, and I don't. I don't want a fever, and so it just doesn't make sense. Again, what is the one symptom that's bothering you, sir? I've got the. I'm, I'm spitting. You know, I'm coughing you, and spitting up white chunks, white little pieces, you, not hard chunks. They just spew them. Yeah. What you need there is you need to have your doctor order a culture and see if that's sort of a long-term secondary infection of either a bacteria or even a fungus. Candidus, uh, you know, candidiasis is something that can sort of take over and give you a long-term problem. And you can treat that with various prescriptions, but uh, you should probably culture it first, sir. Caller, you're in the Kiva with Dr. Summers. Yeah, good afternoon. Hello. How are you, Dr. Summers? Hi, Eddie. It's Bill. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Bill? Uh, I'm well, thank you. Um, you put Joyce on Lugol solution, and she's having trouble uh, taking it the way you prescribed her to take it. Is there any other way to take it? Lugols can come in a capsule, uh, and your compounding pharmacist can uh, put it together that way. You do try to get a 5%, or that's a prescription strength of Lugol's. Uh, You say she's having trouble with it. Explain that a little bit to me. Well, she's she's had problems with her jaws for quite a while. She can't open her mouth that wide. And so she's having trouble uh, sucking the the solution through the straw, you know, to take the solution. My. In that case, what we need to do is get back to the compounding pharmacy and see if we can't put it into capsules and get it that way. But you need to not have it in the mouth because iodine can stain the teeth. Yeah. Okay, I hope that helps, Bill. It does. We'll talk to you Monday. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Well, Monday, I'm assuming you have an appointment with that uh, young gentleman uh, there. Is that... Is that correct, Dr. Summers? That's I, good. <laughs> we, we have a telephone date. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, uh, folks, uh, the doctor is available, but by appointment only, 8780192. That's 8780192. Thank you for all your wonderful phone calls. Apologize for the first two that weren't able to make it out, and I appreciate your uh, patience as we break in our new producer here. We're very happy to have him. That, of course, is Eric. Uh, this is a live call-in show. You can continue to call in, but very quickly before we do so, to stump the doctor, we've got a few text messages as well. Uh, 
you folks, you can get Memory Vitalizer and Life Imagine at local stores, including Sharon Care Pharmacy in Berlin, Durant Central Pharmacy, Sam's Regent Pharmacy, Highland Pharmacy, Best Buy Pharmacy, Banal Pharmacy, Evergreen Herbal Market in Rio Rancho, Moses Country Store on 4th Street, Village Apothecary in Cedar Crest. How about Care Drug in Aztec, New Mexico, Sierra Blanca Pharmacy in Rio Dosa, New Mexico. You can go to the website, memoryrevitalizer.net, memoryrevitalizer.net, lifelink.com, or best yet, Order direct, 800-606-0192. That's 800-606-0192. Dr. Summers, we've got some uh, more text messages, and you're welcome to text in your questions uh, as well. Thanks for everybody. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that one sounds uh, this is, yeah, no, That's a bad <laughs> one. Uh, hi, Dr. Summers. My husband has been on Riduxin, Riduxin, R-I-T-U-X-A-N, infusions for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I have been Rituxin. On, okay, Rituxin. Uh, Stellara, which is Ustikamab, I guess, for various autoimmune diseases. My understanding is that these are both mono, monoclonal antibodies. Is there any evidence that these monoclonal antibodies might actually protect us from COVID? Thank you. This is from Sue. I tried to call in, but just kidding. Yeah, I, I think, need a busy signal on this because they were full of phone calls. So yeah, go ahead. Actually, those are designed to uh, suppress uh, rheumatic uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, in other words, a, a pan body inflammatory disease such as rheumatoid arthritis. The rituxin uh, also crosses blood brain barrier and has been used in multiple sclerosis. Uh, and so anytime you've got an area of chronic inflammation in, you know, affecting your body, uh, Crohn's disease, that sort of thing, where you have an autoimmune uh, process going on, these types of drugs interfere with what are called the cytokines and uh, downmodulate the inflammation and cause an improvement in the disease process. I hope that answers. All right, uh, very good. And the other one is uh, more of a comment. Let's see, we've got one. If the government, Eddie, uh, and Dr. Summers trusted the vax, then they wouldn't require patients to sign a waiver. By doing so, they relinquish their right to sue. Uh, they can't sue anyway, as we know. They relinquish their right to sue. They should, should they suffer any side effects. The government of India won't even buy Pfizer Moderna vaxes for this very reason. So, Exactly. <laughs> This, uh, these vaxes, uh, it's, it's becoming apparent. The vaxes are more dangerous. It's better to find a friend who has the disease and ask him to cough on you and then treat the disease with uh, simple hydroxychloroquine, oil of oregano under the tongue, and yep. uh, a little bit of ivermectin. 550-50-500. That's 550-50-500. All right, let's get into some health hacks, Dr. Summers. Had a, a nice little side of potatoes there. The other night at the Carrie Tingley dinner, which was pretty cool, but uh, I'm not a potato eater by and large, and you're going to tell us why we might want to be. Yeah, I generally avoid potatoes myself because of the starch content, but on analysis, it turns out potatoes are a lot healthier than I think, and if you don't believe me, well, you've got the whole Irish uh, contingency to deal with because they lived off of potatoes for many years, until the potato famine. It turns out that potatoes are pretty nutritious. Uh, a medium-sized potato is only 161 calories, which is, frankly, pretty good. Try a candy bar, a Babe Ruth or something, you're at 300 calories. So they don't have that many calories. And if you look at the content, uh, about 4.3 grams is going to be protein, which is a good thing. And you've got a whole host of vitamins and minerals such as vitamin C, uh, vitamin B6, uh, niacin, folic acid, which is B9, magnesium, and manganese, all in your little potato. And most of that good stuff is right underneath the skin. So, you know, get the skin with your potato. The best way to get a potato or to eat a potato is to bake it. When you fry it in fat, you add more calories and more problems. But a potato all by itself has antioxidant properties and anti-cancer properties. In fact, in a test tube, potato extract has been shown to retard the growth of liver and colon wow. cancer. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is. Now, if you get purple potatoes, mm. uh, you get four times the amount of antioxidants from the uh, 
instead of the Idaho white potatoes. Were those, were those also might be called red russet potatoes? Is that? Yeah, the red russet actually have more antioxidants than the white potatoes from Idaho. But uh, the starch in potato, which is the thing I try to avoid, right. uh, has 42% digestible. In other words, it's a string of glucose molecules that your body rapidly breaks down. Uh, but 58% of the starch in a potato is what's called resistant starch, and it doesn't break down until it gets to the large bowel. And there it causes your... Uh, bacteria to have a party they love that stuff and nothing like a bacteria party yeah Dr. a bacteria party yeah. and the bacteria party uh produces a, a four carbon uh, fatty acid called butrate which as it turns out reduces inflammation in diseases such as ulcerative colitis crohn's disease and even diverticulitis so a potato could be good for that baked <clears throat> of course mm-hmm French fried potatoes is probably the worst form of potato, <laughs> but uh, potatoes themselves are a good combination of starches that slow down the digestive process. And then actually after a month of taking about one and a half potatoes a day, you actually reduce your insulin resistance for those with diabetes by a very robust 33%. Wow. Holy moly. Yeah, so... And it's gluten-free and incredibly filling. There was a study that showed that a potato is seven times more filling than a croissant. Now, who would do such a study? Really? Certainly was the Irish versus the French on that How one. do you even assess the multiplier yeah, on do, that? How do you do that? I, I, don't mind, uh, I don't mind having more croissants uh, yeah. over potatoes. That's how, a personal preference. How about another caller? Yep, let's yes, take let's, another caller. Caller, you are in the Kiva for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Oh, just a quick question about potatoes. What about sweet potatoes versus uh, the Idaho potato? The sweet potato is said to be healthier, but not by a whole bunch. Uh, I haven't really made that comparison. We'll call that one a stump the doctor uh, because it uh, requires a little more analysis. Um, but the potato itself um, is a healthy event, and the sweet potato is a bit more healthy than the regular potato. But I want to get some more details, so I'll answer that one again next week. If Sounds like mind. a uh, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas holiday question. Huh? Which ones? Do you go for the mashed potatoes or do you go for the sweet potatoes, right? That's yeah, you want to go you... for the baked potato, and the sweet <laughs> potatoes frequently comes in a baked variety. Let's talk a little bit uh, about some other things. We've got some, uh, uh, by the way, the phone lines are open now. We had a flurry of phone calls as people were stopped up for a couple of weeks waiting to talk to the uh, good doctor. Do you want to continue to, uh, to talk about yeah. digestive health and yeah, we, filling, or do you want to uh, move to... No, if we get more phone calls, I'd like to talk to the folks. Well, we've got no more phone calls. Oh, great. So, yeah, that's what I was... I'm not sure if you heard that. Not at okay. the moment. Yeah, not at the moment. So let's uh, let's get back to cinnamon. Can we uh, do that like we did last week? Uh, sure, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of more holiday cheer. Yeah, and, uh, cinnamon is the spice of the holidays, quite frankly. And it comes in two varieties. The original cinnamon came from an island, uh, Ceylon, which is in the Indian Ocean. And that's called true cinnamon. Uh, and the cinnamon that's found in most of our grocery stores is called Chinese cinnamon, Arcasa cinnamon. And what happens is they have a cinnamon tree. Now, the Casa cinnamon is grown throughout Asia and actually Indonesia, many of the islands, Philippines, etc. But what they do is they take a little branch of the tree and they peel off the bark and then they put it out to dry. And the Ceylon cinnamon, when it dries, it forms a perfect circle. But in the Casa cinnamon, it folds in on itself so it's like two little circles. Now, the Ceylon cinnamon is sweeter. It's tan. It makes a finer dust and is better to use in confectionaries and baked goods, whereas the Casa cinnamon is a little more bitter and sort of red-brown, and it's a little more coarse when you grind it down. But the cinnamon itself has many medicinal properties. It is a very strong antioxidant, so much so 
that in a comparison of its antioxidant properties, it was a clear winner over superfoods like garlic and oregano even. That was surprising. Another caller, Doctor? Yes, sir. Caller, you're in the keeping for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Hi, this is Rick. Um, In line with all the things you said about the vaccine, and those are some of the things that Dr. Robert Malone has said also. And then one other thing he mentioned was vaccine bias. And the vaccine, I guess, uh, makes you susceptible to certain spikes in the protein. But, for example, this new virus that came out, which uh, the latest I've heard is that it may have started in Botswana, and it may have even be not even related to the original virus. And it sounds to me with, uh, with the vaccine bias, even though I'm 71 years old, I'm in really, really good health, I think there's more of a chance of being harmed by the vaccine than the virus. So my question is, even though you're over 65, if you're really healthy, should you or should you not take the vaccine update? Because I did not like my response after the second dose. I've had two doses of Moderna. And the day before, I had done some arm exercises in the total gym. And believe me, my muscles are never, ever sore the next day because I'm not like that. But the next day, I took the vaccine and my muscles hurt for a week. That's a clue that something's uh, not good. Yeah, if you're a healthy 70-year-old or whatever, I, you know, if you're not at death's door in a nursing home, generally I say it's better to get the actual disease. Now, this latest one, I guess I'm going to just call it the origami version. Um, it is even apparently more benign than anything we've seen so far, go get the disease. Then you'll have antibodies for, uh, you know, years and years and years and, uh, you know, be immune competent uh, against all of the varieties. That's really the better way to go, Rick. Thank you for your call. Another caller, doctor? Yes, Paula, sir. you are in the Kiva for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Oh, Dr. Summers, it's interesting you're talking about cinnamon. I've been starting to put it into my coffee when I brew my coffee, but I've also been adding uh, ground cloves because I think cloves are beneficial too. What's your opinion? Yeah, cloves have a different set of uh, benefits over cinnamon, but the two work synergistically together. They have very strong antioxidant effects, anti-inflammatory effects. Both of them are helpful for people with diabetes. As a matter of fact, it's recommended that uh, you take a half a teaspoon of cinnamon per day if you have diabetes because it uh, really improves things such as insulin resistance. I, I hope that helps, and uh, happy holidays, our cinnamon season here. Thank you. Yeah, continuing on with cinnamon, uh, it does have some antibacterial effects, and it's said to be beneficial for brain health because it's metabolized into sodium benzoate, which normalizes levels of various neurotransmitters and improves things like Parkinson's. And that's just simple cinnamon. And putting it in your coffee, good idea. You could put it over your cereal. In fact, a lot of cereal manufacturers add the cinnamon for you. But put it on your yogurt or put it on even fresh-cut fruit. And if you're really into it, put it in your ice cubes to add some zest to your drink. Um, Dr. Summers, we got uh, another a uh, texter uh, who has texted in. Does Dr. Summers have a website? That website is lifeimagined.com. You can also go to memoryvitalizer.net. Yeah, memoryrevitalizer.com. We revised it. We... Uh, had some problems with the website in early November. That's now all been worked out at this point. That is a real resource. We have a number of papers uh, posted up there. Good educational site. In addition to that's a place you can order memory revitalizer. How much ivermectin to take for COVID prevention, Dr. Summers? I try not to prevent COVID. I think you should embrace it and get it. But either way, it's 12 milligrams per week. Ivermectin is a long-acting substance that sticks around in the body and recycles. 
12 milligrams a week in humans pretty much gets it done. Uh, if diagnosed with COVID, how much ivermectin to take? I just went over that, 12 milligrams per week. Okay, so even if you get infected with COVID, all you're trying to do is use it as a prophylactic, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same, but okay. uh, what I say is, you know, uh, hold your fire on the ivermectin until you get the disease, then treat it with the ivermectin. That way you get the antibodies. But if you prevent getting the infection at all, maybe you don't get the benefit of the antibodies and the immunity going forward. Hi, Dr. Summers. I have a friend who takes compounded T3LA and biothyroid or thyroid uh, for low thyroid issues. Her T3LA was increased, so she accidentally took both the higher and lower doses for two weeks. She should only have taken one T3LA and one biothyroid in the morning. She's not feeling very well. Is this dangerous? Any suggestions to get her back on track? Yeah, hyperthyroidism's principal adverse effect is rapid heartbeat and skipped heartbeats, cardiac arrhythmia, and sudden death. So you want to be a little bit cautious about that sort of thing. If you're only supposed to be on one form, take that. Now, the T3 lung acting, again, the story of the thyroid, thyroid is rather interesting and I'm going to get long-winded here, so I prefer to make that a segment of the next show. Okay. And I'll address thyroid issues. We got uh, another caller. Caller, you are in the Kiva for Dr. Summers. Hello? Am I on the air? You are on the air. Hi. Um, um, One quick thing. uh, Well, two. Uh, On hydroxychloroquine, do you suggest the doctor writes down uh, a diagnostic of rheumatoid arthritis? Sometimes I'll use that. Sometimes I'll use a code for bad breath. Sometimes I'll use a code for loss of taste and smell. Those okay, all okay. have different diagnostic codes, and the okay. pharmacist will issue it. But if I put okay. down uh, COVID-19, I've had pharmacists refuse to fill the medicine. May I ask a question, may I ask a question of you, uh, uh, caller? Why are you asking the question? He's, he's gone. Okay, yep. He's... he's uh, He's not, he's not a friendly, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's calling because he's going to call the board on you. Oh, well. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. This the guy, same, he's, uh, you heard the guy, he's been on previous shows, right? Yeah. That's yeah. not the guy that, yeah, that's the guy. Um, anyway, caller, you are in the Kiva for uh, Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Hello, last hey, caller. Hey, is that me? That's yep. you. That's gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, question about CPAP. Uh, I know, uh, I know Dr. Summers doesn't, you don't like, uh, CPAP necessarily. So I was curious what your al- alternative is to, to that. Cause I hate it. I have it and I hate it. <laughs> oh, you're talking about for why are you on a CPAP? Did somebody send you for a sleep study to see if you have sleep apnea? Correct. Correct. Okay, and I snored. Uh, I've actually snored my whole life, and I'm not, I'm not overweight or anything, but I've always snored. And uh, the CPAP stops some of the snoring, most of the snoring, but I still don't get a good night's sleep because I fidget with that thing all night. And do you sleep on your side, on your back, on your belly? Back. Back. Okay, and mm-hmm. so you uh, extend your neck just a little bit so that your head is extended, uh, well, what we call dorsiflexion. And what that does is open the airway. And uh, one of the things is, well, why do we make the snoring noise? It could be that your soft palate has dropped down just a little bit, creating that noise of snore. There is a thing that uh, some ear, nose, and throat people do that's rather clever. They have a, a toothpick-like device made out of a polyester that they insert in the soft palate. Uh, takes, the procedure just takes minutes in an ear, nose, and throat office. And what it does <laughs> is bolster up the soft palate where it holds up and it doesn't get floppy and make funny noises. That may be a solution for you. You might want to look into that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I hope that okay. answers, okay. sir. Yes, sir. Thanks. All right. Uh, caller, you are in the Kiva for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Uh, Eddie, I wish you had not made that comment. I have no ill intention. Uh, let me state that I believe a doctor has the right to prescribe any medicine they feel 
is appropriate to help a patient. And my political views have nothing to do with my call. And I wanted to add something on cinnamon, if I may. Sure. All right. Um, a lot of... Um, I'm in the field of nutrition. Um, a lot of the people uh, I deal with said I've tried cinnamon and it doesn't help. And the reason is they try to just add a little bit of uh, powdered cinnamon on their toast or whatever. Um, I, I do realize this can have uh, benefits, but most people are probably more likely to benefit from an extract and take it at a, an appropriate as dosage. As a pill. As, yes, as a capsule. Yeah, yeah. Five milli- 500 milligram capsule. Yeah, if you want the medicinal effect, you have to have the medicinal dosage. Yeah, I just thought I, I would add that you. because it was a little bit confusing earlier. Also, uh, one more thing. Cinnamon in, in larger quantities is probably slightly constipating, so for some people it's probably not the right thing in terms of powdered cinnamon. But again, that's... that's it can on. slow bowel motility, mm-hmm. but there are many, many things. What that may be is bringing out a magnesium deficiency. Uh, which is very common in older folks. I don't know if you're over 21 yet or not, but as nope. we get older, we tend to waste our magnesium. I'm seven years old. And well, I'm there a you go. Advocate, you're, you're, fully you're fully mature. You're fully mature. Yeah, and mature. I'm very, very big advocate of taking magnesium. It's uh, the most ignored, probably, mineral. And, again, the average doctor has no clue. And, and we don't have a good way to measure magnesium levels, actually. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the best test Yeah, the, the best tests are flawed at best. Uh, by yeah. the way, I appreciate you calling back and straightening me out. You know, I'm a bit of a preserver and ombudsman for, you know, uh, the information that's conveyed here on this program. Sure, sure, and so sure. I always have to sort of discern and pull out sure. the nature sure. as to and, why and, you're asking a question. And so, I must say sure. that Eddie is correct, that I as a physician, when I start saying, look, I treat COVID, I'm at risk a little bit because your government uh, basically doesn't seem to want it to actually effectively treat it. And so they, they manipulate things to where we're not allowed to have all the tools we would like to have. And uh, so Eddie's right to some extent. I we need to be cautious, but uh, sure. I'm I'm obliged to take care of my folks. That's what I do. You have to, yeah. That's what you're. That's yeah. That's the that's what you studied for, and that's what you should do. And um, you know, unless you are clearly harming someone, uh, I don't see why you wouldn't have. Um, you know, insurance companies should not decide whether a, medic- a medication should be uh, paid for or approved, and that's another story, of course. A doctor should. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for the call. phone call. Thank you for calling back. Yeah, that is uh, really, and see, that's somebody who really cares about the, you know, when you care, and I'm totally open to criticism, especially at that, but just understand that when I ask the question, I'm trying to protect, you know, our, our beautiful resource, Dr. William Summers here. I mean, if we don't have that, you know, where do we get any information? Dr. Summers has filled an entire book of business because he's doing the types of medicine that actually cares. He's upholding the Hippocratic Oath, which is what not a majority of the uh, physicians have been doing out there. Very quickly, before we take two more phone calls, where you can get memory revitalizer on Life Imagine, local stores including Sharon Care Pharmacy in Belen, Duran Central Pharmacy, Sam's Region Pharmacy, Highland Pharmacy, Best Buy Pharmacy, and all Pharmacy Evergreen Old Market. How about Moses Country Store on 4th Street, the Village Apothecary here in Cedar Crest? You can go to Care Drug and Aztec, Sierra Blanca Pharmacy at Rio Doso, or you can go to memoryvitalizer.net. Order direct, 800 606 0192. Caller, you're in the Kiva for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Rick again. I got cut off before. I wanted to say, along with what you said, how grateful we are for Dr. Summers. I was able to get a prophylactic description or prescription for hydroxychloroquine. And when I called in due to, I guess, national shortages, they were out of ivermectin. So is what I have good enough if I start taking it right away, or do I need to go back and try to get the ivermectin also and take them both at the same time? Either one will work. It's, it's a matter of timing. Um, what you need to do is be able to immediately respond once you strongly suspect you have the COVID-19. And the ivermectin works well, as does the hydroxychloroquine. Thank I you. hope that answers, sir. One more phone call. Uh, do we got one more uh, in? Caller, you're in the queue for Dr. Summers. Go ahead. Yeah, regarding uh, hospitals, uh, Dr. Summers, what uh, prophylactic actions should or should we not bother with regarding uh, f- uh, forms like... Uh, 
the uh, well, you know the ones I'm talking about, the ones that give po- power of attorney to someone who can a- act on your behalf if you are incapacitated, uh, that can uh, argue to doctors that you have signed documents saying that you refuse certain treatments, you do not want to be tested, you do not want to be put on a ventilator, you do not want to be administered remdesivir or whatever it is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what is your position on those legal protections via uh, legal documents? And basically what's happening, and I'm not really in favor of this, is once the patient enters the hospital, it's like the iron curtain comes down. You don't get visitations from family and friends. They cut you off from that, which I think is cruel. We just recently had a patient uh, whose wife was put in a hospital in uh, Stancia, and basically he was reduced to he could talk to her once a day or something like that. He you know, couldn't advocate for her or anything. And what has been happening because of the restrictions around COVID, I think they're immoral and some lawyer needs to start saying, hey, these mm-hmm. guys need to let you visit your loved one, especially if they're so profoundly ill they might pass away. Yeah, I want to dedicate this particular show to uh, Ernie Salazar. Uh, who is a, a dedicated uh, helper here of uh, everything we do here in the Kiva and also uh, just lost his life on November the 30th. Uh, Dr. Summers, they moved him to the ninth floor where he died alone after not seeing his family for nearly two weeks, admitted the 15th, died on the 30th, and uh, never saw his family from the 24th all the way to the 30th, and they had no control whatsoever uh, over what they could uh, do. Once he was vented, he was pretty much done. Yeah, so my whole strategy in treating my patients is keep people out of the hospital at all costs. Treat early, treat aggressively, and we've been pretty successful so far. Thank you, Dr. Summers. We'll see you same time, same place next week right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com.